The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to another episode of A Fistful of Collars. Back, this is the last episode. The last oh, episode man. for last the episode? end of the year. What a year. Yeah. Not the last year, episode huh? ever. I should make that point. Right <laughs> yeah. But yeah, last episode now for the end of the year. Oh, man. What a year it has been! Right? An incredible awesome year, it's been, yeah. huh? incredible year of jiu-jitsu. We've been doing this a couple of years now, but this one, this one felt special. It, it did. did, and and when wow, I mean, it was a special end to the year as well because we just got back like from the Nogi World Championships in Anaheim, California, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but personally, for me. Best Nogi World Championships I've ever been to. Kick this off, just like make it a little special. Oh, let's do it. I think oh, we got to make this on. a little we special. We got 12. the proper twelve here. This is the last episode. Last it's Christmas. Come on. Yeah, it's come Christmas on. holidays. <laughs> if you guys got some whiskey at home, I know it's only uh, one o'clock here, but if you got some whiskey at home, join us. Join, join us in celebrating a great year of jujitsu. Chase, if you're watching too, you should pour one you out. You should pour home. some. But uh, we're gonna have some proper twelve here. Is that right. good? Who, who else wants some? Stuff. Anybody in the, the back? Anybody? Sound guy. Anybody? <laughs> the sound guy wants some. Sound Anyone guy, want some in the back? <laughs> they can have some. You'll take one. Yeah, just get him one. You gotta get a. You gotta get a, a cup though. I, don't, I only have three cups. Straight from the bottle. <laughs> you want some more? Toast. Okay. Toast. Toast. Two jujitsu. Two jujitsu. Into 2019, guys. 2019 is gonna be a good one. Mmm, that's good. Woo! Smooth. Oh, you guys are smooth? smoking that back, huh? Smooth. Might as well. Might as well. So you can get another one. It's the <laughs> afternoon already. Wow. So. Oh, that is actually quite nice. Proper quite 12. Nice, it's not right? too that's bad. That's good right? whiskey. It's good whiskey. It's pretty good. It is. Connor, thanks for the whiskey. All right. <laughs> Let's get into it now. What are we talking about? What are we t- <laughs> <laughs> well, we should talk about Nogi Worlds because, I mean, should. that was just a freaking epic, epic tournament, right? What, what were the standout moments for you guys? Reed, go first. Man, I think you know you can't bury the bury the lead. Obviously, you know it was really Gordon Ryan's show. It was uh, it was Gordon's Gordon's tournament. You know, he kind of said that he was going to go out there and win double gold, and and he did it. So I think that that's that's probably you know definitely the the biggest moment, maybe even one of the biggest moments of the of the year. I think I think uh, a lot of people paid attention. You know, Gordon he brings a lot of a lot of eyes. He brings a lot of um, new fans to the sport. I think and. Um, yeah, that that was definitely the the highlight of um, of the tournament for me. What I liked about the uh, the Gordon Ryan effect, of course, was not just uh, the fact that people were tuning in to watch, but also, um, man, people came out because they thought that that was their their chance, right? That was there was there was their opportunity to their go chance. after him because yep. you know Gordon is, of course, one of the biggest names in the sport, right? And he's ruffled a few feathers, okay? So coming into IBJJF tournament where the heel hooks weren't legal, you have to think that a lot of guys were like, oh, yeah, okay, now your main weapon's gone. Let's see what you're made of, right? 
and they went case. after him, right? It was amazing. I, I've, I wasn't at ADCC last year. You guys were there. You got to see Gordon Ryan compete. Um, I've actually never seen him compete before. So mm. this is my first time seeing him out there. If you guys haven't been next to Gordon Ryan before, the guy is huge, <laughs> right? He's he's massive. He's a, at least a super heavyweight, if not a true ultra heavyweight. Oh, he's got to be walking around like 220 at least, right? He's a, he's a big guy. Yeah. Um, but, man, he – he is literally like I just like Conor McGregor. I wasn't on the Conor McGregor train when it first came out, right? He had to prove himself. Same thing Since with Gordon. Day one. I didn't. I wasn't on the Gordon train, but man, he is legitimately leagues above the competition. He he's he's better technically, and he's got the strength and the athleticism and and the grit. And obviously, we saw the he, technique, the, the jujitsu. But he's got the. That's what I'm saying. And he, the smarts as well. I think one thing that yeah. Gordon really proved at this tournament as well is that he studied up and he was really, really very knowledgeable about the IBJJF scoring system and, of course, the permissible techniques. Because one thing that he did, which uh, everybody's talking about, is the way that he he really tested the reaping rules, took them to the limit, right? Because, you know, everybody's freaking out about the fact that oh, you're not allowed to reap the leg, you're not allowed to pass the knee over and stuff. And Gordon's like, actually, no, wait, there's a loophole here. You can. You can enter into the uh, cross Ashigarami or yeah. inside Sankaku or whatever you want to call it, 411. You just uh, have to be careful about the way that you hook the trapped leg's ankle. You're not allowed to put it underneath your armpit. Right. But the position itself is fine with the leg entanglement. And he used it. And he used it again and again. We saw him use it in like at least three, maybe four matches. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Guys, and that was were, incredible. It, it was incredible. Guys were unprepared for that. They they yeah. they weren't ready. It was like that's what I'm saying. He was leagues above everybody. He it was, was a masterful use of that. He was that so technique. confident going into that position. Like anyone else would be like, oh man, am I gonna get am I gonna get DQ'd right now? But he boom went right into it. And the number one thing he did from that position was he would sweep opponents. Right? Of course, so you can't heel hook. And right? and I know that he was disappointed that he didn't submit everybody and I know probably other people were a little disappointed that he didn't go out there and, and get all the submissions and everything like that but I, I'm almost more impressed that he was still able to win by one advantage he was mm-hmm. still able to win by the points because that's how he's going to lose if he's going to lose right, right. it would you know, have been like that the yeah. guys the guy, guys like Cyborg guys like Yuri who um, know who compete in IBJJF all the time, who know the rules maybe even a little bit better, who can play the strategy a little bit better because they've done it for, for longer probably. And um, the fact that he was able to go against Yuri in the absolute final and, and win a match by one advantage, I think that, that speaks volumes to He's to, beating those guys at their own game. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. we were talking about this that. before, before uh, Nogi Worlds or while we were all out there. Like, your game has to be so much tighter. You know, you have to be ready for to, to prevent that advantage. You know, you have to be really smart. Am I going to – do I need an advantage to win? Or do I have an advantage coming against me right now? Sub only, you're kind of flowy. You're looser a little bit. Your game has to be sharp when you're at Nogi Worlds. And uh, and he was able to pull it off. He was able so, to do it. Which was your favorite Gordon, my, Gordon Ryan match of the weekend? Um, by far for me, it was the Gaudio fight. Oh, yeah, I, I thought Patrick true. Gaudio just came at him, you know, and, and he really tested him. He gave him his best match. I think he was the only person to score points on Gordon. If I'm Vagar, gotta, gotta remember oh, Vagar. Vagar got the, <laughs> the, the last double yeah. right at the beginning. Yeah. But Gordon, if he would have had like 30 more seconds, he probably would have would have choked. Patrick, but who knows? Yeah, who knows? You know, that's a great, that's a great one hook in. So yeah, a great match. Not not one we've really kind of previewed or, or thought a lot about, just because uh, Gaudio is more of a, a gi 
player. Very um, much so. Yeah, he doesn't have much of a pedigree when it comes to nogi. Not compared to somebody like Gordon. He, he did. He, he um, I believe he got runner up to um to Kainen at the ADCC trials. ADCC so we didn't, so we didn't make it to ADCC yeah. trials, but um, you know, he's made two years in a row to, to the. Um, IBGF World Finals in the in the gi. Yeah, so about Patrick Gaudio for a, beast. a second. He's man. a beast. He is just that is a disruptor. Talk about a yeah. guy who's going to ruin someone's day. I think in 2017 he literally broke Hamilo's foot at off Worlds. his leg. Yeah, took it right? off the end of his leg clean. And then, ups- yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. then upset Keenan this year. Mm-hmm. Um, knocked out the American in the. If if he'd beaten Gordon this weekend, that would have been just wild, right? Oh. That I mean, you could have called him the dream killer after that because, you know, to spoil Keenan's World Championship gold medal hopes and then, you know, if, if he'd stopped Gordon in his tracks as well, that just would have been mind-blowing. Yeah, real disruptor. I gotta say, though, I mean, he really proved himself what he's capable of in Nogi with this uh, with this performance against Gordon, even losing just by one advantage. But um, you have to wonder whether that's put him on the radar of the ADCC uh, invitation committee, mm, right? Mm. Because, you know, you go head-to-head with an ADCC champion and an ADCC silver medalist, absolute division, like that. Man, that's, that's, no, that's no small thing, right? So you have to wonder now, is he even going to need to do trials? Could he just go straight to the big show? That would yeah, be awesome. I did see Mo, Mo there kind of scouting out some guys and things mm-hmm. like that. So. Mo Jassim, of course, uh, ADCC promoter who's going to be responsible for world championships. They're keeping an eye out for the talent. So they're, people are, t- people are paying attention ADCC. on this, right? Oh, man. No, I, I, I wonder if that's why this year, I mean, it's it was obvious. This year's Nogi Worlds was huge. It was massive. There were a ton more competitors. They had to extend extend to another day this year. They made it three days. Last year it was two days long. I wonder if it's because it's an ADCC year. Maybe uh, Nogi Jiu-Jitsu is growing. Who knows? But, um, man, I'm looking forward to ADCC. After what we saw this weekend in uh, in Anaheim, ADCC sets it up nicely, right? Yeah. Let's go back a second. So, uh, Gordon Ryan, your favorite Gordon Ryan match was also the Gaudio match? I'd have to say it was probably that Gaudio match. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe it was the one where he put up 47 points on, uh, <laughs> on that guy. That was, <laughs> and that then was an a, a fun one, too. Um, but yeah, that Gaudio match, I think, was, was the highlight. So, let me flip around then. Uh, which other standout matches were there from the, from the weekend for you? Black belt matches, yeah, uh, color belts, yeah, yeah, finals, non final, anything? Yeah. For, for me, it was definitely um, hands down. I think I was really, really most impressed with that Kennedy Maciel. Oh, yeah. There. I think, Incredible. you know, he's somebody that you've been following for, for a long time. We've all been following him, and uh, to see him kind of break out like he did there, uh, really, really impressed. But if there's one moment from from his um, from his run, it had to be that Mateus Gabriel match. Man, that was just a, a, both those guys very, very good. Both those guys wanted to win. I think Mateus was even winning mm-hmm. when. Um, when Kennedy choked him out, and it was one of the uh, you know most jaw dropping moments I think of the entire weekend. And it was the first match of the day. It yeah. was like yep. nine yeah, thirty a.m. Those guys both go on the mat cold. First match have this crazy, crazy like you know scramble fest kind of you know typical matches you expect from featherweights, and then. Jeez, Kennedy practically kills the guy with a rear naked choke, right? He was out for a while with that. <laughs> a little bit. It was insane. That was a crazy he one. He just set the pace right there. And I think yeah. that's one thing that we have come to see about Kennedy is that no matter where he is in the match, he at that point, I believe he was down, he's got another gear. And yeah. he's got, he doesn't quit. He's got a ton of heart. We saw it at Pans th- earlier this year. 
he comes back and he, he submits people. He wins fights. He's got a ton of energy. He was he was super excited to watch. Yeah, I feel like listening to some of the um, interviews that you did with him and, and Cabrinha as well, it feels like they're really kind of like um, focusing on the mental toughness mm-hmm. of Kennedy. It mm-hmm. seems like they're really hardening him to be mentally tough. Because like obviously, you know, for a long time probably he's had the the skills, the technique to, oh, to compete doubt. to compete at that level. And now it seems like they're really focusing in on his mental game and really, like I said, hard. Hardening him for for these um, intense black belt competitions because you know sometimes when you compete in over two days that's a that's a hard tournament man you really do it's have to be mentally mentally yeah. tough and I, I think if any if you could point to Kennedy's career up until this point as well the the areas where he potentially has uh, has fallen down in is is just that you know maybe a lack of focus in certain key matches and you know it, it hasn't been easy up until this point and yes you know physically you know technically. There's no real differentiation at that level, right? And he's right up there at the very yeah. top. So if there was any factor that was lacking, it had to be mental. But like you said, I definitely think that that's the side that they've been developing. Because, you know, if you're going to learn from anybody, man, having Cabrinha there, like, you know, 24-7, the guy coaching <laughs> yeah. you through yeah. this, man, that is it, right? You, that's all you need right there. So. And Kennedy, uh, when he won the final, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but there, there was a big overarching theme of respect this weekend. We'll probably get into you that. Say. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> Kennedy, after he did, he submit. Yeah, he submitted. I think he submitted his opponent in the final. No, 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 no it, it was, was on points. Points, points win. Points but win, yeah. you know, he waits till the match is over. He goes over, consoles his opponent, and then he lets out the big. Yeah, ah, yeah. You know, he didn't just get up and he passed Pablo Montavani's guard too, yep. which I think is a it was a, a big moment. But yeah, Kennedy looked great. Any, anybody else you guys want, um, think that popped out for you? So for me, I mean, you said the Patrick Ojo, mm-hmm. uh, Gordon Ryan match, Kennedy Massimel. Um, you know, there were a number of standout black belts for me, both in the men and the, the, the women's divisions as well. But I think I'm going to have to say Josh Hinger for the three-peat. Oh, that's I another mean, good one. Man. It was yeah. incredible, you know. What a good he, tournament. So many good stories. So really. many good stories. Yeah. It almost like, you know, kind of some of them, you, you have to make sure, let's not forget this because yeah. there's so much Johnny happening Grippo here. Johnny Grippo as well. Johnny and, Grippo, yeah. you know, submitting Marcio Andre in the final. Incredible. Maisa Bastos. Kainan Duarte, you know, youngest Nogi World Champion. Incredible. But let's just give a good shout yeah. out to Josh yeah. Hinger. 36 years of age, <laughs> coming in, winning his third Nogi World title in a row, three years Second running. Move, yep. And with a submission in the final over the very, very tough Marcos Tanaka, who I will hold my hand up. I did pick to beat Josh in the final, right? So Dude, I picked Josh. Josh. I was right. I picked Josh. He got Josh. Yeah. Dude, Josh, Josh Hinger, that is his world. You know, like if oh, you yeah. talk about no someone who's a, yeah, yeah, you talk about a specialist. Josh Hinger is a no gi specialist. Man, he's a good wrestler. He wrestled in high school. I don't know if he wrestled in college or not, but um, he's great on his feet. And then he wants to be in that top position, right? So once he gets that top position, watch your neck, man, because he is bringing that home, that the, thing the home. The sequence in the bag. that he finished Marcus with uh, oh, Tonoko, though, it is a crazy the sequence. It starts from the feet, yeah, yeah, and then it goes all the way. What down. was more impressive? It's to North me, South choke to finish, right? Yeah. What was more impressive to me was his his match with Mateus Denise. I mean, that's what I was gonna say too. That it was a medium heavy division, right? Yeah, medium heavy. Medium heavy. Man, that medium heavy division was crazy. It was so stacked, and that's why probably we had such a hard time picking, you know, who was gonna win because there were so many tough guys in there. I mean, yeah. we also had. Gabriel Arges, you know, and, and he, like you yeah. said, he, he fought Mateus Denise in one of the best matches of, of the whole weekend. There were a ton of guys. There was Kit Dale, there Kit was Dale Santana. There. Yeah, I mean, it was a loaded division. You so talk to come out on top of that kind yeah. of division Such a as well. stacked division. Yeah. It really you was. You talk about who, who comes to mind for Nogi 
Marcelo Garcia, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and Hinger had to get through two of Marcelo Garcia's top guys. And they yeah. both made the podium as well. Yeah. yeah. So. So Hanger, Hanger, yeah, shout, shout out to Hanger. Definitely got a shout out to Hanger. I would that do was another impressive. shot to Hanger if you guys want. I mean. <laughs> We're going to do another shot to Hanger then. That's, yes, we are. All right. Where's Efren? <laughs> All right. All right. Here's Josh to you, Hanger, Josh. To you, Josh. No gee. Oh, I want to see Josh Hanger at ADCC. Oh, definitely. You know, I think. He lost in the um, ADCC trials. Tough match, I believe. John Salter. John Salter, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was a tough match. Oh, man, we're going to finish this bottle here. All right, guys, another... Another no shot. Gi jiu-jitsu no gi jujitsu. Josh Hanger. I'm ready for some nogi. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is the best podcast I think we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is. <laughs> so, moving on, um, there was. Um, Let's say Should we take a shot to Gordon? <laughs> there was uh, one slightly controversial element to this year's World Championships. Yes, yes. And uh, you put together a fantastic highlight video of this. Basically, 60 seconds of Cyborg slapping the big Jesus out of Gordon Ryan in the ultra heavyweight final. And just to put some context behind this, that Cyborg actually got disqualified in the ultra heavyweight final for accumulated penalties for both stalling and then just basically, you know, getting a little bit too rough. Yeah. So, uh, what, first of all, what do we think about that? Because that was a, that was a kind of a standout moment, but not necessarily for the reasons that we usually look for, right? Yeah, yeah. This is a tough one, man. Definitely. Um, you know, we've we've been watching Cyborg um, compete for for many years. You know, even before I was doing jujitsu, Cyborg was one of the most visible guys I think in in the jujitsu scene. You know, and um, he's a multiple time world champion. Won the Nogi World Championships five times. Five one of the most times. recognized um, champions within our sport. Um, you know, I think normally um, I have nothing but the utmost respect for, for Cyborg and, and what he's accomplished. The guy's a legend. In, in the sport, yeah. an, an absolute legend. Um, but just to see kind of what happened um, at, in the finals, um, you know, I didn't know exactly sure know how to react to it at first. Um, but... Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, just I, sensing some disappointment. Here. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. Word. I was definitely just a, a little disappointed in, in how it all kind of unfolded because because that was I mean we did a little um what, what's the match you're most looking forward to um at Nogi Worlds yep. and that was the one that I picked actually was was mm. Cyborg versus Gordon and uh, to see kind of like how it played out um, exactly you know not what we were hoping not, for. not right? it's not the jujitsu it's not the jujitsu that that I love it's not no. the the values that I. I um you know kind of hang my hat on and, and re- one of the reasons why I, I love jujitsu so much you know um, well number one it was it was a huge disappointment because it was possibly the most anticlimactic end to the yep, ultra heavyweight exactly. division and that was one of the things that we were really looking forward to was a big showdown between Cyborg and Gordon in the final of course Gordon had a win over Cyborg and ADCC tapped him out with a heel hook and then you know they both fought their way through the ultra heavyweight division to get there and to have that match end up that way well it really it did a disservice not just to us as medium to the fans who were hoping to see that um to the sport in general i have to say because i think that you know jujitsu really didn't get a very good representation in that match like you said yeah and um i mean you know you'd have to say that unfortunately cyborg didn't do himself any favors there and he's definitely caught a lot of heat from the community yeah, as well. Yeah, that's clear. I mean, his response, he, if you guys haven't read it yet, he responded yesterday with a statement about his actions. 
Um, and what I would have liked to see Cyborg do is go after Gordon Ryan. You know, prove prove to everybody that you know he can he can still hang with this guy, this American who is this up and comer and is beating everybody, and he's you know loud and arrogant and you know really confident. I would love to see him go out there and silence him with like a legit victory. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and that would have been like the ultimate way to shut up Gordon Ryan. But he came with this. I mean, really, it was it was just t- bad behavior, you know. Mm. Like, and that wasn't the it strategy. It wasn't sportsmanlike. It was not sportsmanlike. Not sportsmanlike. And, and yeah. I, I honestly, like, I I understand like some of some of the the collar ties it being a physical match. Like that's that's fine. And I understand even some of the um, you know the tactics that Cyborg was using. You know, we've seen boring jujitsu matches. It's not like a new thing. You no, know, we've no. seen matches where where guys um, you know play the strategy. You know, so like I don't have a problem really ultimately with like how he approached the match or or how physically he was being, but just all of it together. You know, it just it, it just kind of left a, a little bit of a bad taste. Definitely bad taste in, yeah. in my mouth, and and I. I don't know. It's something that we've never seen from from Cyborg because, before. You know, mm-hmm. so, it's so uncharacteristic right. of of him. I think. And I want to say something about Gordon too. I mean, Gordon is playing a role. You know, we've we've seen this in MMA. We've seen this in in just any type of you know combat sport. Gordon's playing a role where he goes out and he talks the talk, right? But he backs it up, and. All, er, unanimously among the, amongst his team, when we interact with Gordon, he is as professional as they come. He is. He's respectful on the mats. If you guys are there on the mats, he's always shaking the ref's hands, you know, very courteous to people. When he's on the mat, he is a pro. He's a professional, right? Instagram, social media, that's the world we live in these days, man. It's and, all about— And he's, and he's a young young man. He's 23 years old. Is that, is that what you're saying? 23. 20, 23 exactly. years old. And Cyborg is—I believe it's Cyborg's birthday 30s. today. Or, or yeah, he's correct. I think he's 38, so happy birthday 39 to Cyborg. today. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so so they, are, they definitely come from different generations, old you know? School, and, new school. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and Gordon it, grew up in the social media generation like I did and, like, you know, like I'm sure a lot of you did. So they definitely have slightly different outlooks on—, on you know that not on social media and that, that type of thing. So I, I can understand that they don't exactly see eye to eye yeah. when it comes to that. Mm. Um, but you know, a, you know, one person who didn't complain about this at all, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, exactly. one thing you know, exactly. Gordon was getting his fingers twisted. He was getting clubbed. He was getting slapped. He didn't once look at the referee and was like, "What's up? What's up with this?" You know, yeah, I mean, he true. just he yeah. just grin. A grin, sort of, you know, put a grin on his face, just head first into it, just took it. And he actually said, you know, he's like, listen, Tom DeBlas has yeah. been slapping me around yeah. like this in the gym since I was 15 years of age. And, you know, Tom's a big guy. He's got some pretty heavy hands, right? It's like, you know, he was well prepared for that kind of treatment. But, uh, yeah, of course, he was disappointed as well because, I mean, he even said to us Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, before he even went into the finals on Sunday, he's like, weekend's ruined because he couldn't submit everybody, right? right? Couldn't submit Patrick Gaudio, tapped everybody else up until that point. And he's like, that's it. The trip's a failure. You know, it's like, okay, he comes home with two, but he comes home with two gold medals, but even he's disappointed with the way things played out. So, yeah. But yeah, Yeah. I think Gordon gained a lot of fans this weekend. I think he gained a lot of respect, maybe respect that he hadn't earned even from winning ADCC. I think he gained uh, a lot this weekend and you're right. He didn't complain at all. 
and he backed up the talk. He goes out there, he talks the talk, and then he walks the walk, and he went home with two gold medals, man. And, and we know that, you know, Gordon brings a lot of eyes. And I think I said this earlier, that Gordon brings a lot of new fans to the sport, a lot of, a lot of fans who aren't um, jiu-jitsu people, really, I think. He, yeah. I think he has a, has a big reach and brings a lot of new people to the sport and brings a lot of people who haven't had so much exposure, don't know who Bouchesha is, don't know yeah. who, who Cyborg is, you know. And so that was kind of... Plenty of Gordon Ryan fans. Yeah, that was the, and that was their mm -hmm. first real... Um, introduction to jiu-jitsu it's unfortunate that that, that was and it. just about uh, you know you mentioned this as well about Gordon being 23 years old uh, this kind of leads really nicely into our next big topic and that is that uh, we did some number crunching you know and we uh, we ran Ooh. through the, the the stats of the all the champions in the black belt divisions from Nogi Worlds both men and women and we found something really, really interesting. So if you go to flowgrappling.com, there is a, uh, an article on the, uh, on the homepage about this called The Generational Shift, the Great Black Belt Generational Shift at World Nogi Championships. So I went back and I looked at the ages of the champions for like the last eight years, as wow. far back as I could find the records. Wow. And one thing that we found is that the average age of a black belt champion among the men this year is the lowest it's ever been. At Nogi Worlds? At Nogi Worlds. So that goes to show that the champions are getting younger and younger yeah, as yeah. time goes on. And it's really interesting because there were six black belt world Nogi champions this year under the age of 25. The youngest being Kain and Duarte at only 20 years of age. Yeah. We're in a new era. Prospect of the 2017 prospect of the year, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> we, we saw him early. We saw him coming, right? So <laughs> we, are, we are in a new era. Um, we are. I don't mean to steal your thunder. You Reed put out a great vlog. If you haven't seen day one of uh, Nogi Worlds this year, it was basically coverage of the Blue Belts. And I believe it was Drysdale you were talking to. You interviewed his one of his uh, students had just won. And he Drysdale said the only difference between this Blue Belt and a black belt is the experience. Yeah, right. He's got the technique, and I don't they know, know if that far apart. <laughs> I don't know if it's from because we're in the the YouTube age, and you know it's out there, and people have access to so much jujitsu and so many techniques that their games are just excelling so much quicker. Yeah, I actually, you know, I've I've got feelings on this matter. To be honest, I don't think it's ever been that different. I think that a world class blue belt has always been like head and shoulders above what you would consider a normal blue belt to be. For sure. And, yeah. you know, I've seen it myself for years that, uh, you know, a, a, a world champion blue belt will tool up most average hobbyist black belts. Yeah. Not talking world-class black belts who compete in worlds. Yeah. You know, there's still a gap, you know, a proportionate gap there. But the difference between a, a high-level blue or purple belt and like an average guy who, you know, trains as a hobby but has put the years in and has got the experience and is a black belt, he's going to get destroyed by those guys. Destroyed, hundred yeah. percent. I know. I've been there myself. I've yeah. been on the receiving end. I've trained yeah. with a world class blue or purple, and I'm thinking, I'm not well a great quit. What did, yeah. what did we, we just take see the black belt off my waist? Throw it away. Last <laughs> weekend, we put up an article of Tynan Dapper versus Bill Cooper. There you go. Purple right? belt, like a new purple belt as well. He only got it at Worlds in in June this yeah. year, yeah. and yeah. he tapped out a third degree 18? black belt. Bill, yep. 17, 18. Yep. You know what I think it is? 18 last month. I yeah. think it's all of the dads who were brought up with the UFC and Hoist Gracie, their kids are now hitting that age. Mm, you know, they all raise yeah, their right. kids to be martial artists. Put yeah, them in jujitsu. Put young. them in jujitsu, yeah. and now those kids are coming of age and they're 
tearing up the scene. Well, I mean, the youngsters are just ripping through. I mean, I gotta, I gotta run through these names because these, uh, these six champions under the age of twenty-five are just incredible. Kainan Duarte, only twenty. Kennedy Maciel, we mentioned him, twenty-one. You know, just turned as well. Maisa Bastos, who's been tearing through stuff recently. Yeah. Um, you know, she won Nogi Pants, she won EBI, and uh, she won World Nogi as well. Twenty-one years of age. Nacieli, who's actually this is now her, I think her fourth world no-gi title because she's uh, uh, she won weight and absolute and then maybe three actually but 22 years of age mm-hmm. and then Fionn Davis the first British black belt to win a no-gi world championship 23 and as you said as well Gordon Ryan only 23 yeah I think that Unreal. you know the, the gi world championship there there still is a couple um, like gatekeepers right there's still guys oh, yeah. like like masters a, eligible yeah. yeah like like a lucas lepre yep. you know who's still kind of holding that down and still beating yeah, beating back the the, mm-hmm. the new generation um we saw kind of cobrinha kind of take a step to the side and we saw jameel hill um you know kind of take the mantle um so i think that you know once these this kind of um I don't want to say older generation. What, yeah. am, I try- what am I trying to say? The veterans, yeah, the veterans of yeah of jujitsu. Once I think once, but the, they, they are an older generation. I think that's a fair thing to say. Yeah, yeah. So once I, I think once that they, you know, decide to kind of step aside, we're really going to see this um, explosion of new talent and, and explosion. But it's not like we've guys. never seen this before. I mean, look at Bouchesha, right? Bouchesha. Oh, he came along, man. Twenty twenty one years. Twenty one, twenty one. Yeah. I mean, he is now the veteran, right? He's 28, 29, 28. Maybe. So look at that. I mean, guys like Bouchesha, even guys like the Meow Brothers, you know, mm. they're only two, three years away from being Masters eligible. That's crazy. So it stands to reason. But that then look at John as, Shaner, as they, man. No, no, I know, but true, it stands true. to reason as they get older. A generation is coming up behind them, the ones who are coming up through those color belt ranks, right? So as these guys are coming through, you know, I'm not saying that those black belts are going to drop off, but there are definitely going to be others coming through nipping at the heels. That's why we are we are in for the most exciting jujitsu ever. Oh yeah, we are going to have this in 2019. Uh, in the next couple of years, 2019 yeah. for sure. It's yeah. just going to keep getting it's better. Never and better been better. And better. Yeah, it's literally never been better. Well, I think if Jamil winning winning featherweight, but and now Kennedy's going to be in there, and now you know that other guy, Mateus Gabriel, and there's so many of these. We've got those battles for years to come. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, speaking of next year, because you talk about kind of queuing this up as well, right? About how things things are just getting better and better. 2019 is already looking loaded man like you know this is pretty much the off season for jiu-jitsu yeah. right this two weeks right <laughs> <Two> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because uh actually i believe it is uh yep like l- three weeks from now we're gonna be in lisbon portugal for you know the uh, european championships Can't which wait. is incredible and yeah. such a great way to start the year because it's such a fantastic tournament and you know We'll always see some crazy moments from that. I mean, some we we've got so many memorable moments from Europeans, right? It'll be our what f- fourth time? Going? Yeah, it will. fourth time yeah. going to, to Lisbon. Yeah, one of my favorite. I, man, I, I love that it's right at the beginning of the year too. It really kicks thing kicks things off yeah. Sets for us. The tone yeah, 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 it really does. So I can't wait for that. But uh, seasons, you know, they don't really exist, and uh, this is the only off season that we have. But we figured that for this brief period where we have a couple of weeks rest in between tournaments this is the perfect time to look back mm. on an amazing year of jiu-jitsu oh, yeah. and once again our third 
annual Flow Grappling End of Year Awards. Reed, what are we looking forward to this year? Yeah, what are we doing? Like, like you said, third annual. We did this first in 2016 with just such an amazing success again in 2017. And of course, now we're back in 2018 with the Flow Grappling Awards. Uh, every year, it's just it's just gotten bigger and bigger and uh, more of you guys have voted um, every year. So that's incredible. And obviously, this year, we're hoping for uh, an even bigger turnout. So definitely, if you guys haven't... Um, um, voted past years, this is your year. This is your year to vote for whoever you think had the best performance, had the best year, had the best submissions, and things like that. What um, about the uh, the categories this year? What have we got? Yeah, yeah, the categories this year. We got we got male black belt of the year, female black belt of the year, breakthrough grappler of the year. I don't know if you remember Craig Jones won that one. Who? <laughs> won that one this year. I'll tell you about him later. Craig Jones. <laughs> um, we got <clears throat> Nogi submission of the year, which, man... Nogi Worlds gave us plenty of oh, Nogi yeah. submissions. Lots of ammo over the there. Yep. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't an ADCC year, but still plenty of good Nogi Jiu Jitsu. Um, of course, Gi submission, Nogi match of the year, Gi match of the year, upset of the year. Um, you know, a lot of great categories in there. Like you said, it was it was such a such a great year. It really was. I'm not just saying that. I think you know we've done this a couple years now, and, and this year did did feel special. So it was I, epic. Yeah, it was an epic year. Epic it year. was an epic year. And, and actually, for it. I think I think we do have a. Um, have a clip real quick clip? that we, that yeah, we can this show. This is, this, this is the 2018 Male Black Belt of the Year. Six nominees. Uh, let, let's, let's roll the video real quick and see who you guys think. So there you have it. I mean, there's just six names right there, but six incredibly powerful names. I think, man, like, <laughs> I tell you what, it, it's a tough one to choose that. I'm glad the decision doesn't solely rest with me because this is something that begin? we do open to the public. We give people the opportunity to uh, cast your vote. And obviously we'll be doing that as well. The only place that you can vote, the only place that you can actually have your say, and it will be counted towards who would win uh, Black Belt of the Year is on flowgrappling.com. So please go to the website. Hey, to whoever cast your wins, vote. whoever your vote. wins, man, please vote. Get the sound for... guy in. Hey, <laughs> to, to the <laughs> Black Belt of the Year. Ominous arm go. that comes through. There yeah. we go. Four of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, male Black Belt of the Year this year. I think especially. You know, usually I we, usually we have a couple guys who I think are kind of head and shoulders above guys who kind of. Um, won everything in the year but i think this year uh especially man all six of those hyper guys, competitive yeah it's extremely i mean can we can we talk about them for a sec yeah absolutely. absolutely uh the one guy i want to talk about is gianni grippo okay i there's so many other guys on this list but gianni grippo was the one guy who was out there competing at 
every freaking event, man. He was out there. The guy works harder than everybody. He might not even win, but I just want to give a shout to Gianni Grippo because, man, he finally beat Paula Miao this year, right? He's the Kasai, Kasai Pro 4 winner, won pans against uh, Shane Jamil Hill, and then is down on points at Nogi Worlds, yeah. takes Marcio Andres back, and submits him to win the Nogi and World Championship. Let's just be very clear as well, because it wasn't the easiest year for Gianni. It was a roller coaster because he, yeah. uh, he came out and he, uh, he lost Europeans, won pans. Lost the finals of Europeans. Yep. Yeah. Lost Europeans, won pans. Lost Brazilian nationals, bombed out of worlds, came back, you know, one Pan no Gi, you know, one Grand Slam beating Paulo Mia, one Kasai Pro 4 tournament, one of the most loaded no Gi tournaments we've seen. And then, you know, with a huge, huge win, you know, his first Black Belt World no Gi title at the end of the year. That that's that shows perseverance and heart. And that's right what there. I'm saying. That's what that's the whole point of the Flow Grappling Awards, right? Mm -hmm. We're not focusing in on one event. You know, you could have done great. For example, last year was ADCC. You know, you killed it at ADCC, but there's a whole nother year, whole season, rest yeah. of yeah. the year. Last year it was Cobrina who actually did kill it all year. Won the won the. Super Grand Slam last year, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but any of those guys, Muhammad Ali did phenomenal this year. World champion this year, runner-up at Pans, won World Series of Grappling. You know, they, I, they're I, all they're all equally uh, accomplished. So and I feel say. like Muhammad Ali, especially. I was going to talk about Muhammad Ali, especially. Um, you know, obviously the, these titles are very important. That's and that's one, probably the the main criteria that that we nominate people for is um, you know what they won over the year. Mm -hmm. but, but on top of it, I think these six guys, and especially Muhammad Ali, in there too. Too, like really represent what jiu-jitsu is and, and represent I think uh, you know what a champion is in in this sport of jiu-jitsu I think those six guys and tomorrow we're releasing the um, female black belt of the year and I love the list that we put together for female black belt of the year as well I think you know those six and so those 12 grapplers really really embody um, just amazing jiu-jitsu at an amazing year that, that 2018 was. Yeah, make sure you go and see that because the women as well, some very deserving candidates on that list Absolutely. too. I've been saying Flow Grappling Awards, we're going to be dropping a video pretty much every day over the next week or so. and um, Can't miss it, so please, please, it. definitely, when we want we your vote. When are we announcing the winners? Ooh. You'll have to stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to announce the winners. But Early first, January? Yeah, right first, week January. first week of January. Right after the January. New Year. Right? Yeah, right after the it's New Year, time. we'll announce like we always do, and then we'll get, you know, get right into 2019. Very cool. And speaking of 2019, lots and lots and lots of jujitsu coming up and lots of live events here on flowgrappling.com. In January, we have the Abu Dhabi Grand Slam from Abu Dhabi. The week later, we have the IBJJF European Championships. We have Third Coast Grappling featuring Keenan Cornelius versus Tex Johnson in a super fight and plenty of other local and national talent. In February, we've got the Kasai Super Series. Gordon Ryan returns for a super fight against the man monster Joao Gabriel Hosha. And we also have the ADCC West Coast Trials. It is packed. We've got much more than this as well. We've got the IBJJF Pans coming up in March. Going to have the London Grand Slam. Going to have the Abu Dhabi World Pro in April. World Championships in May stroke June. It is non-stop from Impact. here on out. Enjoy this Christmas break because come January, it is pedal to the metal. And we're gonna literally, we're going to see out the first half of the year with some amazing jiu-jitsu action. Guys, I don't know about you. I'm stoked. It's been a hell of a podcast. Cheers to you guys. Cheers. Cheers. And we'll see you guys on the next one. All right, another shot, right? <laughs> <laughs>